Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the great state of Arizona, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media on Gab and Gitter, as well as Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And if Elon Musk buys Twitter, he put in a multi-billion dollar offer, then we might actually end up with a Twitter account because our last one was banned and removed. So if Elon Musk buys Twitter, we might end up with a Twitter account and you'll be able to find us there probably at TST, whatever. If that day comes, maybe we'll get into Twitter. But I have a hard time limiting my commentary to a few words, as I'm sure that you know, if you're a listener of this show. If you go to our website, thesecretteachings.info, you'll find our full free show archive. It does have monetization, though, so you'll hear some outside advertisements. I know they get annoying I know that sometimes they're contrary to what we're talking about on the show, but it is an outside monetization that is usually localized based on where you are. If you want to get rid of those advertisements, you can subscribe to our archive on the website. You will get access to the shows to download and stream them. You'll get access to the montages to download and stream them. You'll get access to my digital books, which I think alone are worth the price of the subscription. You'll also get access to the show before it airs when it is pre-recorded, which could mean anywhere from 6 to 12 hours before the show goes on the network, you'll be able to get it on the player on our website. Or with the private RSS feed you get, you'll be able to get it on your radio or podcast player. Also, if you're listening on a radio or podcast player with the monetized show, the one that everybody can access, Please leave us a review and let us know what you think of the show. Please let us know by leaving us a couple of stars if you enjoy it. And let other people know by leaving a review or a couple of stars. I'd really appreciate that. Also, on our website, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, t-shirts for the secret teachings, including our new Tree of Life t-shirt design, Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos. I just put up a lot of new videos. And my books, You can buy those separately on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. So yesterday when I got up, I was ready to do a little bit of research for my Malschwitz show last night. And I really appreciate all of you who once again, like Tuesday night's broadcast, appreciated the subject matter and and the commentary. Uh, Nobody called me any terrible names. Nobody threatened me. Uh, that's to me, that's amazing because over the years when we discussed what we talked about last night and the show is in the archive on the website, usually people pull out all these horrible names, all these horrible threats, but uh, none of that happened this time. So I'm really appreciative of that sincerely. So I get up though, and I'm preparing for that show last night and I start getting emails and text messages. And I realize I got a bunch from the night before I missed a friend of mine called me. Another friend here in Tucson texted me. 
one of our listeners named Joe. And everybody was asking me the same question. Either, I'm sure you've seen this. What do you think? How do you feel about this new documentary? Can you talk on the phone? Tell me what you think about it. I got emails, text messages, phone calls, etc. The documentary is called Watch the Water. And I did my show yesterday. I did all the show prep. And then I went to the gym, came home. And the whole day, I just kept getting asked about this Watch the Water documentary. So when I got home, I decided to, to put some food on. And I sat down and I decided to watch the thing. And I thought, everybody is aware of this. This thing has gone viral. So I need to watch this. I need to, I need to probably talk about this. And I thought I would get a jump start on tonight's show by doing this last night. And uh, I took a number of notes, three pages of notes, some bullet points, some little talking points that they used, and then some audio timestamps so I could go back and pull that audio And then I thought, what the hell? We had David Oates on last Friday. Let me try some reverse speech. So I'm an amateur at reverse speech, but I took some of these clips from the documentary and I did a reverse speech analysis. And I found two in the little bit of time that I did the analysis that I think are pretty interesting that seem to confirm what the doctor in this documentary is saying. The doctor is Dr. Brian Artis, And it's not so much a documentary as it is an interview with him and Stu Peters from the Stu Peters show. Now, my personal opinion of Stu Peters, I think Stu Peters is a a pretty good guy. I think he's a good host. Uh, He has a lot of really great and unique and uh, I guess you could call them some of them unknown guests on his show. So once in a while, I listen to Stu Peters. It's rare I get time to listen to anybody else, but I'll listen to Stu Peters on occasion. So I like Stu Peters. And I didn't really know anything about Dr. Brian Artis, but I decided, let me watch this thing. Everybody's talking about it. Let me get a head start. Let me get a jump start and let me take some notes and put all this together before the, the viralness of this thing either goes away or it becomes so viral that, well, what happens when things go so viral is that everybody has their own interpretation of the, the specifics, you know, the details, what was presented, the talking points. And uh, to me, that's that's a really dangerous thing. It's like when, when Stranger Things, the TV show, came out. I remember telling people who kept telling me to watch it. I said, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm concerned. I, I don't think Stranger Things is, is, is a good thing because it became popular overnight. And so many people poured their energy into watching it. It made me suspicious. You know, maybe I'm paranoid. That's fine, whatever. But I feel the same way when something goes viral on the internet and I can't get more than 20 people to see my my Facebook post every day because there are certain words that Facebook doesn't like so I have to work around the algorithm even with thousands and thousands and thousands of followers on Facebook maybe 20 people see my post you know on a on a on a bad night you know on a good night it might be 30 out of thousands and thousands of people so I'm suspicious when something that's so controversial and something that is touted to be, well, the documentary suggests that there is a confirmed origin 
for COVID-19 that is not from a market, not from a biolab necessarily, and not from bats. That's what this new documentary is about and, and how people are being infected with COVID, etc. That's what the thing is about. I'm going to tell you all the details about this. I'm going to play the clips and all this, but I'm suspicious before I even watch it because of how viral it went so quickly. And I mean, at least at the moment, there's no mainstream media, you know, like discussion of it, you know, like new documentary tells COVID lies or makes up, you know, uh, false reality and, it's all a conspiracy theory and crazy people believe it. You know, usually when the mainstream media picks up on it, you know, that tells you that there might be something, you know, to it. But I don't know. So I watched this thing. And again, it's Dr. Brian Artis with Stu Peters. They're sitting down doing an interview. And the uh, documentary has little clips from news segments. And it has studies that are referenced and a few news reports. And it all relates to what Dr. Artis is saying. Now, Dr. Artis is not a medical doctor. Uh, he is a retired chiropractor. That doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's a retired chiropractor. So, you know, that that I think is an important thing just because someone has the name, you know, doctor, the word doctor next to their name, uh, doesn't mean that they're, you know, they're the same as a medical doctor or they know a lot about drugs or whatever. That doesn't also mean that they don't know about those things because I'm not a doctor, but I know that eating plants has pretty much saved my life. So, you know, just just the idea, the, the image that it's a he's a doctor, okay? He's a doctor, but he's a retired chiropractor. So obviously some context is important there. So basically he starts out the interview. He says that he got a text message from another doctor who he respects a doctor who's an ER doctor, he doesn't really give us any more information than that, so it's very vague. And he says that this doctor gives him something to think about. He texts him and says, if you were bitten by a snake, would you go to the hospital and get antivenom? And so Dr. Artis says that he took, it took a few days for him to see the text message, which I totally understand that. I've got like hundreds of them. I don't see people texting me all the time. So he, he says it takes a few days. He finally reads it. He gets into the shower and he's telling all these details, which also, you know, in, in radio, I tell you all these details because it builds up the story. In this documentary, I don't know if he's building up the story, if he's being sincere or if he's, you know, just trying to create this complexity and with all these details to sell you this idea that's well you'll 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 hear about the idea here in a few minutes i'll tell you exactly what it is so he says he he gets in the shower and he thinks about what the text message said and then he starts doing research the bottom line is dr artis believes that covid-19 or sars-cov-2 is essentially venom that has been synthesized from peptides and proteins of snakes, including the king cobra. And like Dr. Artis says in the documentary, that sounds crazy, but let's look at the evidence of it. And he says that snakes have been part of the discussion on what uh, might be the origin of COVID-19 along with bats. And uh, you can find confirmation of that all over the internet. Snakes have been talked about. There's actually a study about uh, about the origin of COVID-19. 
And uh, that study suggests that SARS-CoV-2 has a lot of genetic similarity with more so with snakes than with, with bats. And, uh, you know, so he's able to demonstrate that snakes have some relationship to COVID-19, uh, the proteins uh, the, 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 uh, of the virus or the so-called virus, and then of, of snakes, that there's a relationship. And so that seems to, you know, check out. And he suggests that, you know, things like monoclonal antibodies, which the government has said don't work, so they've, they've essentially removed them from the, uh, the medical community. It's very hard to get these things. It's hard to get them in hospitals because the only thing they prescribe is remdesivir. There's no big surprise there, and that's something that's also confirmable because remdesivir is the protocol in hospitals, and remdesivir is very poisonous. So if you watch the little documentary interview, yes, remdesivir is poison. Yes, there are studies that suggest that based on the genetic sequencing, that COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 is actually related to snakes more so than any other animal. When they've studied the, you know, the, the zoonotic uh, relationship between uh, the virus and these animals. And uh, he believes, Dr. Artis does, that uh, basically venom is being used to create these symptom complexes of COVID-19. And in order to stop it, in order to reverse, you know, this, this uh, infection of venom, and, and literally, but synthetic venom, so it's literally venom, but it's a synthetic venom, so it's not directly from a snake per se, then um, you can stop it with monoclonal antibodies because monoclonal antibodies are basically anti-venom. Now, that is kind of confirmable, but it's, it's not exactly what Dr. Artis said based on the, the research that I conducted. I went and did a little bit of research on how they derive these antibodies and how, how they go about processing this stuff. And so we're going to talk about all of this tonight on the show because it's gone viral. It's all over the Internet. People have been asking me nonstop, what do I think about it? And I wanted to get a head start last night, not only on doing research into this, watching it, pulling audio clips, even doing some reverse speech, which will play. But I wanted to get a jump start in the, the radio world to analyze this and then move on to something else. Because the bottom line is I don't buy what they're selling in the interview. A lot of what Dr. Brian Artis says makes sense. A lot of what he says is verifiable. But I'll be honest with you. It sounds more like he was doing research to prepare for an episode of The Secret Teachings or Ground Zero. And what I mean by that is, you know, every night shows like ours, we try to find a new topic, a new angle, and then we find associated elements and themes and then present this information to you as an audience and then you can determine what, you know, you, you, you believe, what you do with it, etc. It doesn't mean that I'm making things up. It just means here's a new angle. Here's another way to look at it. And... It sounds like what Dr. Artis is saying is there's all these interesting components relating to snakes and venom and monoclonal antibodies are basically anti-venom and the government doesn't want us to have the monoclonal antibodies. So that means they don't want us to have the anti-venom. So that's a, so there's a lot of fallacy. There's a lot of missing context. There's a lot of I don't believe they're intentional, but there's a lot of I think they're kind of misleading 
statements and claims, even when they are, you know, verifiable. And uh, these are things that I think that should be discussed in a setting like we have here on the Secret Teachings, an open forum where I can break down all the specifics of this documentary slash interview, present you with all the evidence, and then in providing you with this different perspective, give you some context. If you go watch this documentary or if people start talking about it, which is usually what happens, I get people messaging me things like, oh, did you see what happened on this channel or that radio show or that YouTube you know, video? And most of the time I haven't. And most of the time it's it's usually either nonsense uh, or it's something that's kind of verifiable, but it's it's very misleading in context. And it's just this hyperbole, you know, to, to get hits and to 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 make it's usually to make money. And if it's not to make money, it's to grow a show or it's just a lot of hysteria. OK, and I don't do hysteria. I don't do hyperbole. You know, I just I'm looking at the information. Let's let's kind of see where it takes us tonight. So here is a clip from the documentary. This is what Dr. Brian Artist, I keep saying artist, it sounds like I'm saying artist, it's artist, A-R-D-I-S, if you want to look up the name, Dr. Brian Artist. And uh, he says that venom is the cause of COVID-19. Take a listen. I am convinced that COVID-19 is not a respiratory virus of any kind. It is actually venom poisoning. And they're using, I believe, synthesized peptides and proteins from venoms of snakes. And they're administering them and targeting them to certain people. Now, when my friend Jack called me, he told me about the venom. I said, I haven't heard, you know, anything in this documentary yet. I've just heard what people have told me. And he calls me, he calls me yesterday and he's talking to me and he said, you got to watch this. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. He's like, I don't know if I, if I, if I buy everything and I said, well, I don't know, like, what kind of, is it like venom taken from a snake? Like, I don't understand what the point of this documentary is. And I just, in that moment, talking with my friend Jack yesterday, I, I, I realized once again, this is how information is taken out of context. You know, my friend Jack isn't trying to mislead anybody. You know, he's just a guy, works a job at home, and once in a while he co-hosts a show with me. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. But it's like, you watch the documentary because it's viral. And then if you don't fully understand what's being said in the documentary, a lot of people only get snake venom causes COVID-19. So we're being poisoned with snake venom. It's in the water. They're just dumping like giant containers of snake venom into the water. And I remember asking Jack, I said, well, I said, hold on a second. I mean, I'm going to watch it, but are you telling me that this guy is saying that there's literally snake venom in the water. And he said, well, I don't know exactly what he's saying, but he's, he's like, it's like, it's basically snake venom. And I, and I, I asked again, I said, well, does that mean that it's like, it takes a lot to get, you know, a little bit of venom out of a snake. So unless they have be big snake farms where they're just extracting, you know, venom 24 hours a day, just millions of snakes. I mean, that just sounds like a totally impractical thing. Now, Jack wasn't saying that, but that's kind of what it sounded like he was saying. And I had to I talked to him for a few minutes and finally he had to go and he's like, just watch it. We'll talk about it later. But it's that idea that spreads. And if people don't understand it, this becomes, even if that's not the intention of people like Dr. Brian Artis, or I don't think that's the intention of Stu Peters, then what happens is this alternative 
kind of parallel narrative gets created. And then people run around saying, oh, my God, there's venom in the water. There's snake venom. I got to get anti-venom. And then, you know, people are going to try to get, you know, anti-venom. And that might end up making it into mainstream news. You know, conspiracy theorists believe if they take anti-venom, it can prevent them from getting sick with COVID-19. Which is kind of another little piece of information in the documentary, because it is verifiable that, uh, you know, snake venom, uh, it binds to receptors in the brain and it causes, that's what causes the paralysis. But nicotine can actually bind to those receptors and prevent the venom from attaching to those receptors in the brain and actually prevent the paralysis. So people that are smoking, people that are, you know, exposed to nicotine actually have, you know, generally speaking, have a, uh, a lower um, probability of becoming quote-unquote sick or infected quote-unquote with COVID-19. And it's, it's just the same thing with, with germ theory, right? I'm the kind of person, I don't believe germs necessarily cause disease. I believe environment causes disease. I don't believe you sneeze because a virus is trying to spread. I believe you sneeze because you, you, you breathed in a little bit of black pepper. You know, you breathed in some dust, some dirt, and your body's trying to expel it. I don't think that means viruses and bacteria don't exist. But that's what people hear when they hear viruses and bacteria don't necessarily cause disease. Oh, you're saying they don't exist. And then that creates a parallel narrative, right? So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to look at the details of this documentary. I'm going to play you some more of the audio. I'm going to play you the reverse speech. And then I also have... I spent about two hours doing this yesterday. This is why, you know, it matters to support this show if you enjoy this show because I have to spend a lot of time doing research and and uh, printing this stuff out and highlighting and reading. I pulled all of the studies that Dr. Artis referenced in the Watch the Water video. And I cross-referenced them, I highlighted them, and I pulled out the, the extracts. And uh, I think I've got a really great perspective on this a really good show for you tonight the question is is this snake venom or is it snake oil hopefully we can find out tonight on the secret teachings i'm ryan gable stay with us you are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below it's ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Well, this is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Hi, this is Andrew Kaufman, MD. I'm a natural healing consultant. Please contact me on my website at andrewkaufmanmd.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. tuned into the secret teachings radio show i'm your host ryan gable thank you so much for joining us a viral documentary called watch the water is circulating on the internet especially in the so-called alternative independent media which you know i find that the alternative independent media which i don't associate myself with i'm an outside analyst I don't do things within my industry because people tend to believe whatever their side says, even when they don't have a side, right? The alternative independent media doesn't pick a side. They're not left or right in any sense of the word. They're not really a believer in one thing or another. They just want the truth, right? They're exposing the lies. And you just hear those buzzwords over and over and over again, exposing the lies, getting you the truth. I don't say those things here on this show because exposing what lies? I want to look at things on a case-by-case basis. That's just a buzzword. That's just a talking point. That's just rhetoric, exposing the lies, getting you the truth. It's no different than Fox News. That's no different than CNN. This is CNN, a trusted news site, a trusted news source. This is Fox News, fair and balanced. It's no different than any of those news outlets. So I don't like those words. Getting you the truth. 
telling you things that nobody else will tell you because everybody else is lying except us. I mean, maybe if we're telling you anything, you know, something that nobody else is telling you, it's because we're telling you that's how media works. That's how alternative and independent media works. And a lot of alternative independent media has a hardcore Christian angle to it, which is fine. I'd rather hang out with a Christian than a member of Antifa. But even this documentary, Watch the Water, had a very strong Christian angle to it, which also makes me a little bit suspicious. And I did enjoy at the end of the documentary that they talked about the origin of the word corona, but that's not new. And um, when I first heard about the the documentary and the, the King Cobra snake, I thought, well, King Cobra... If venom has anything to do with coronavirus or COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2, then King Cobra, King Crown, Crown Virus, you know, it's basically the, the King Cobra virus, right? And that's interesting because in ancient Egypt, the cobra was a symbol of Ra, the sun god. And then, of course, in Egypt, you have the evil brother of Osiris, the opposition to the sun, and that is Set. And then you have the great Reset, you have King Set, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I knew about that like two years ago, so this to me isn't a revelation, but uh, this is what happens in the independent and alternative media, and when something goes viral, man, it goes viral. So let's listen to what Dr. Artis had to say. This was basically his, his overall belief of what COVID-19 is. It's a short 20-second clip. Check it out. I am convinced that COVID-19 is not a respiratory virus of any kind. It is actually venom poisoning. And they're using, I believe, synthesized peptides and proteins from venoms of snakes. And they're administering them and targeting them to certain people. So venom is what's causing COVID-19, but it's a synthesized venom. And you can stop it with anti-venom, which is basically monoclonal antibodies. So the, the things they tell you to avoid, we know they're telling you to avoid because they work. So when I realized that the federal health agencies actually were not supporting monoclonal antibodies, I mean, it's very, in an instant, I realized I was wrong. Right. That the CDC, NIH, and the FDA are bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies for a reason. They know they work. All right, now that is... Dr. Brian Artis, he believes monoclonal antibodies work. I'm of the viewpoint that the vaccine absolutely doesn't work unless the intention is to make people sick with eight pages of, I guess you could say now declassified Pfizer FDA documentation. More documents are going to be coming out in two weeks. We just had another data dump two weeks ago. Supposed to release half a million documents. So Pfizer, the FDA, knew about all those side effects. But I'm also not a believer in hydroxychloroquine, not a believer in ivermectin. I'm not a believer in monoclonal antibodies. I'm not a believer in uh, remdesivir, which was a big portion of this little documentary. Remdesivir is basically poison. Dr. Artis goes further and says remdesivir is essentially venom from a snake. It's partly synthesized proteins and peptides. It's basically 
snake venom, and then they're amplifying the exposure to the venom in the water. Apparently, they're putting this in the water supply. And uh, then that is killing people in the hospital uh, with the remdesivir. But see, here's the problem I have. Remdesivir is known to be toxic. Remdesivir is known to be poisonous. I mean, you can find this on official government websites. It's so simple to find that I don't even need to direct you and read the specifics of it. You can take my word for it or you go look it up for yourself. Remdesivir is absolutely 100% poison. There's absolutely no doubt about that. That's a fact. But, however, pausing for a moment, consider that it's a fact, but when you associate it with other things like theories that are not factual but might be based on facts, you get a distorted picture of reality. So if remdesivir is poisonous, as they say in the documentary, that's true. Remdesivir is poisonous. It's toxic. So does that mean that remdesivir is also venom? To say that remdesivir is venom because remdesivir kind of looks white and yellow in a vial, and we know snake venom looks you know, white and yellow, and they, they mix it with other things, but it's usually like a whitish yellow. Well, that's just totally circumstantial. That's not, as far as I'm concerned, hard evidence that remdesivir is snake venom. You know, it's not literal snake venom, to Dr. Artis's credit. Uh, it's basically a synthesized version of snake venom, and that's, you know, given to people and it, it poisons them. So just because remdesivir is poison and you're like, yeah, 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 remdesivir is poison. Take the hydroxychloroquine. It is factual. I have the papers here. I pulled the studies. I, I'm, I'm, I'm following along with what Dr. Artis is saying. It's true that hydroxychloroquine is the only thing that actually prevents the active usage of remdesivir. Like remdesivir, if you take it, if you also take hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine will inhibit the remdesivir. It will not allow the remdesivir to work. I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? But that doesn't mean that hydroxychloroquine is going to save you from COVID-19. If anything, hydroxychloroquine saves you from remdesivir. I wouldn't suggest you take any of these drugs. I think they're all extremely toxic. They're all extremely poisonous. But if you're taking remdesivir, on average, you know, people only live about nine days on a, uh, on a protocol of remdesivir in the hospital. I mean, if you're taking it for two days and decide I'm done with this and they keep trying to force it on you, I mean, if you can get some hydroxychloroquine, according to the medical science, uh, hydroxychloroquine inhibits the, uh, the activity of remdesivir in the body. So again, kind of misleading because hydroxychloroquine doesn't stop COVID necessarily. It does stop remdesivir. And monoclonal antibodies are kind of like antivenom because of the way that they're derived. Like, for example, uh, venom is put into a horse and then they extract the plasma and the blood from the horse and then they use that to, to create the monoclonal antibodies from the from the, the horse's reaction to the venom. That's how they synthesize large batches of, of antivenom to get bit by a snake. But that's not necessarily the same thing as, you know, the 
monoclonal antibodies that are being used for COVID-19. So it's like kind of true, but kind of misleading. And let's just get into all the specifics of it. So Dr. Brian Artis believes that COVID-19 means venom poisoning and that people are given synthesized peptides and proteins of venom from snakes in the form of remdesivir. Now, we know that remdesivir, or Veclery, is the only drug to be used in hospitals and now out of hospitals for adults and children, down to infants. They want to give remdesivir to children and infants now, specifically to infants, which is a new thing. We know the U.S. government has halted monoclonal antibodies, and in a lot of places, they've replaced them with remdesivir. So here is Dr. Brian Artis explaining the monoclonal antibodies and antivenom. Antivenom. Why are they bashing antivenom and why are we finding antivenom? The federal government doesn't want us using antivenom. That monoclonal antibodies are antivenom. The federal government doesn't want us using antivenom. Why are they bashing antivenom and why are we finding antivenom works against COVID? Is it not a virus? Is it a venom? Like, this is what I want to know. Like, is COVID a venom? And this is why they don't want you using monoclonal antibodies. I mean, that's now I don't think that this is intentional, but the way that Dr. Artis is explaining this aligns with the theme of the first part of the documentary. If you watch this documentary, the first part of the documentary says, do the opposite. And he references another guy, another doctor, and him and Stu Peters both say that doing the opposite, whatever the, you know, Stu Peters agrees with him, you know, whatever the opposite is of the FDA, of the CDC, of the NIH, that's what you should be doing. So the way that Dr. Artis says this is following in with that, along with that do the opposite idea, which is basically, okay, the government doesn't want you to have monoclonal antibodies. Monoclonal antibodies are antivenom. That means the government doesn't want you to have antivenom. That means that COVID-19 is venom and you're being poisoned and you can't get the antivenom. That's what I'm deriving from this. Listen to that again. That monoclonal antibodies are antivenom. The federal government doesn't want us using antivenom. Why are they bashing antivenom and why are we finding antivenom works against COVID? Is it not a virus? Is it a venom? Now, to me, I don't like the music. The music is too similar to a poppy song. It's too similar to a Billie Eilish song. I feel like my brain is being subconsciously programmed. So I don't think that's intentional necessarily either, but... I think that the music should be removed. I, I mean, unless it's of a specific sequence, but there's a lot of music throughout the whole thing. And just that, that background music, listen to that background music. Anti-venom. Ooh. That- I don't like that. That's disturbing to me, but that's beside the point. The way that he says it, the government doesn't want you to have monoclonal antibodies. Monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom. The government doesn't want you to have anti-venom. So is it not a virus? Is it maybe a venom? I mean, that's extremely, extremely on the edge of truth and fiction. That's extremely on the edge of a fallacy. That's extremely on the edge of 
misleading and out of context. To me, that is a little bit concerning. Now, monoclonal antibodies, for the record, can be derived from snake venom, but it's not the venom itself. The production of antivenoms has been basically the same for about 200 or so years since the 1800s. Uh, basically, it consists of hyperimmunization, is what they call it, hyperimmunization of large animals, usually horses, with snake venom. So they put snake venom into a very large animal like a horse. It doesn't have as much of an effect. And then when they put the snake venom into the horse, they harvest the antibody-enriched plasma for treatment. That's how they synthesize large amounts of antivenom because, you know, otherwise it it would be really hard to synthesize this uh, or even to obtain a large amount of venom uh, because, you know, you put a snake on a little vial, little container, you don't get like, it's not like filling up your water at a water fountain, but you know you you can synthesize large amounts of this stuff by taking the antibody-enriched plasma and blood from an animal like a horse that's been hyper-immunized with the venom. Now, the source of COVID-19 is said to be a bat, right? They told you it was a bat. They told you it was a, a market. Some believe it's a laboratory. I mean, the way that both of those narratives has been pushed, I believe in bioweapons. I have no doubt about that. But there's something to me also suspicious about the bioweapon angle. There's something suspicious to me about the laboratory angle. And that's despite, you know, I, I, I wrote, I have like an 80-page chapter in my book, The Technological Elixir. I know about Peter Daszak. I know about EcoHealth Alliance. I know about Charles Lieber. I mean, I've done whole shows on these things before. I'm aware of all that, but I'm still skeptical of that alternative narrative because at first it was dismissed and then the media started to accept it and then it's kind of been brought in parallel to the market idea that it came from a lab. And what you're not allowed to question are other sources and even other animals. And uh, one thing in the documentary, Watch the Water, that, that was interesting is that the snake has been considered by a lot of researchers to be the source of the so-called virus. But then when you start thinking about the so-called virus and that the virus might not be a virus in a traditional sense, it might not matter where it came from because it probably didn't come from a snake naturally, you know, in the environment. So basically the source of COVID-19 is said to be a bat, but some researchers have found that a snake actually might be the source. The study, Cross-Species Transmission of the Newly Identified Coronavirus 2019 NCOV, published in January 2020, stated, quote, Our findings suggest that 2019 NCOV has most similar genetic information with bat coronavirus and most similar codon usage bias with a snake. Now, that's not Dr. Artis. That's not Stu Peters. That's not, you know, beforeitsnews.com. This is a major scientific study published in 2020, and it says that the source of SARS-CoV-2 might actually be a snake. This was published, again, January 17th, 2020, in the Journal of Medical Virology. Research conducted in China. In fact, all all five of these references are in China. Beijing, China. Nanning, China, Nanning, China, Ningbo, China, and the Wuhan University of Bioengineering 
all reported working together cross-species transmission of the newly identified coronavirus 2019 NCOV that the coronavirus likely came from snakes. And the two types of snakes, and this is a very important part of the documentary, the two types of snakes are the cobra and the crate. This is a quote from the study. Two types of snakes containing B. multisynctus, or mini-branded crate, and the N. atra, the Chinese cobra, were used for RSCU analysis. So basically, two snakes were identified as being the possible potential source of SARS-CoV-2. One is the crate snake, and one is the cobra. Now, when you get bit, when you get injected with the venom of a snake, the venom targets the NACHRS in the brain. Those are, it's a very, I can't say it, it's kind of complicated from memory, but the NACHRs are essentially the, these receptors in the brain that if you know venom, the proteins and whatnot attached to it, it can cause paralysis. We know snake venom can do that. It can cause, you know, loss of senses, you know, so blindness. I mean, if you get snake venom in your mouth, you know, people suck it out when they get bit or someone else gets bit, they suck it out. Uh, It can cause loss of taste, loss of smell, and it can also cause, um, you know, like an anaphylactic type reaction uh, where you have severe inflammation in the body and and you have trouble breathing can actually prevent uh, your diaphragm from doing what it needs to do so that you can breathe. So yeah, sure. Venom and Dr. Artis is right. Venom can basically cause the symptoms or the side effects of being infected with SARS-CoV-2. You have sensory issues and you have trouble breathing, have trouble tasting, have trouble smelling. But see, here's the thing about that. And this is something that I kind of find, you know, almost humorous. Uh, the other day on the show, we talked about the the new data dump, the new unclassification or declassification from the DIA, from the Pentagon, of 1,500 pages of secret files on UFO programs. And one of those documents lists a table of effects for people that have come into contact with UFOs. The report is titled Anomalous Acute and Subacute Field Effects on Human and Biological Tissues. It investigates injuries to, quote, human observers by anomalous advanced aerospace systems. It might sound totally irrelevant, totally unrelated, but listen to this. Here are some of the effects. Disorientation and confusion, weakness and fatigue, appetite loss, diarrhea, breathing problems, loss of taste, fever, loss of smell. Those are some of the side effect symptom complexes of coming into contact with a UFO or a UAP. I dare you. Go to the internet, find the symptom complex of COVID-19, and you'll find, if you don't know this already, obviously breathing problems. I'm sure you know that. Obviously loss of taste. I'm sure you know that. But fever, loss of smell, appetite loss, weakness and fatigue, confusion, remember New confusion was a symptom. Headaches and migraines, general pain, things like diarrhea, 
and a number of other side effects. So in essence, losing your smell, losing your taste, losing your appetite, just having general pain, not feeling good, having a feather and breathing problems are the side effects of SARS-CoV-2. As Dr. Artis says, they are the side effects or the result of exposure to venom from a snake. But I'll give you the secret teachings perspective. They're also the symptom complex of exposure to UFOs and UAPs. So, yes, it sounds like venom causes the side effects or the symptoms of SARS-CoV-2. But so do UFOs and UAPs. So having this context means that what Dr. Artis is saying is true, but we need some perspective and we need some context on it in order to figure out exactly what's going on here. Now, I think Dr. Artis believes what he's saying. I don't think he's necessarily making this up. In fact, I decided to go back and pull some of the audio and do some reverse speech. Now, I don't have the setup here like David Oates, but since I had him on Friday, I was a little bit you know, inspired to do that on the Dr. Artis interview slash documentary, Watch the Water. And uh, so I decided to pull these clips, and I only had a little bit of time before the show, so I ended up doing two reverse speeches. Um, I don't have them in all the playback speeds, but if you listen to it, I'll play it a few times. It sounds like what Dr. Artis is saying is true. I'm going to play it for you, and then I'll tell you after I wait a moment so you can think, what did he say in reverse? If there is anything there, it's not just mumbo-jumbo, then I'll tell you what I think he said. Here's the first one. Why are they bashing anti-venom and why are we finding anti-venom works against COVID? And that last part. To me, it sounds like, what do you think you said? So listen to that again. Why are they bashing anti-venom and why are we finding anti-venom works against COVID? Okay, why are they bashing anti-venom? Why do we find anti-venom works against COVID? Although that's kind of misleading. It's more like monoclonal antibodies, which... This is all up in the air as far as I'm concerned, but what does he say? It sounds like it works. It works. It sounds like it works. I'm sure if you slowed that down, you'd find the same thing. Why are they bashing monoclonal antibodies? Why are they bashing antivenom? It works. Why are they bashing antivenom and why are we finding antivenom works against COVID? It works. It works. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like he said it works. You know, even if you don't buy it, fine. I'm not trying to sell you something, but. If you're interested in another perspective, a little bit of reverse speech, here it is one more time. Why are they bashing anti-venom and why are we finding anti-venom works against COVID? It works. It works. It works. It works. All right, now here's another one. See if you can figure out what he's saying in reverse if you think he's saying anything at all. Maybe it's just mumbo-jumbo gibberish. And say to people around the world, you do not have to fear COVID. Refusing all right, listen to that again. And say to people around the world, you do not have to fear COVID. And say to people around the world, you do not have to fear COVID. In reverse. In reverse. One more time for you. In reverse. COVID. And I'm going to play the whole thing. And say to people around the world, you do not have to fear COVID. To me, it sounds like, what do you think he said? To me, it sounds like he said, grief, snake. COVID. Grief, snake. I don't know. That's pretty convincing to me. If we put any weight in reverse speech, it sounds like he's 
concerned about the government restricting monoclonal antibodies. And he says, in reverse, it works. Why are they bashing antivenom? And why are we finding antivenom works against COVID? It works. And then he's saying that we shouldn't be afraid of COVID. We shouldn't be afraid of these things. But hey, you know, grief and snake. say to people around the world, you do not have to fear COVID. Grief is snake. Grief snake. That's what it sounded like to me. Maybe you have a different interpretation. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. When we come back, we're going to go further into Watch the Water, this viral documentary, and provide a little bit of context and perspective. I'm not here to bash it, but I'm not here to glorify it either. I'm here to try to find a little bit of context within the virality, the virality, if you will, of this documentary and what so many people are... uh, so many people are excited about it in a way. It's like, oh my God, new information. This is the truth. I don't know. Is it? Is it snake venom or is it snake oil? We're going to find out more when we come back from break. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. There's more after this. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com.
This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teaching with Ron Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for tuning in whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening in a radio or podcast player, please leave us a review. Yes, I know there are monetized advertisements in the free show archive. That's how we make a little bit of money. If you don't like it, please subscribe to the full show archive. It's well worth it. You get all of my digital books access to the montages, access to the show when it's pre-recorded earlier before it goes on in the evening on the network, so you could get the show 12 hours or so before. You'll also get a free copy of one of my books when you subscribe for one year. www.thesecretteachings.info That kind of irritates me. People on like Apple Podcast, oh, th- this show has advertisements. Yeah, it has advertisements, okay? Because we don't have multi-million dollar sponsors that finance what we do. Okay, the alternative independent communities don't even like what we do here. We can't even get advertisements from those people because what we do here is we analyze everything, including this new documentary, Watch the Water. I'm not saying that in a vindictive sense. I'm just saying it because I'm a little bit frustrated that the so-called alternative independent press, the alternative independent media and all the people that think they have an open mind, but as soon as there's another alternative to the mainstream narrative, they bite on the hook immediately or they get pulled up out of the water. And I think that's the most concerning thing about this documentary for me. The idea presented at the beginning of this documentary is do the opposite. Whatever the FDA tells you, do the opposite. Whatever the NIH tells you, do the opposite. Whatever the CDC tells you, do the opposite. But think about this. If you wanted to manipulate somebody, and I believe this is sophisticated psychological warfare, if you wanted to manipulate somebody, condition them to believe that the opposite of what you say is true. Nobody trusts the mainstream media today hardly. Nobody hardly trusts the CDC or the FDA. So since nobody trusts them, now they can tell you the truth and you'll believe the exact opposite. You'll create an alternative narrative. You'll create a false story because you don't trust what they say. Do you see how that works? You don't trust XYZ. You don't trust ABC. So XYZ and ABC are going to tell you the truth knowing that you won't believe it and that you'll create the lie. Sophisticated psychological warfare, conditioning, programming, name it whatever you want to name it. So watch the water tells you to do the opposite. That's a disturbing thing. Especially Dr. Brian Artis. He's a retired chiropractor, 
I'm not holding him to that, but no doctor should be telling you to do the exact opposite of what you're told. I mean, in a tongue-in-cheek way, like, yeah, usually the opposite of what a liar says is the truth, but sophisticated liars will tell you the truth knowing you don't believe them, so then, then you manufacture the lie. Doing the opposite of what the CDC says, I don't trust the CDC, but the CDC also tells us to reduce our consumption of meat. And we know that meat in excess causes a variety of health problems. From inflammation to weight gain to just overall bodily deterioration. It doesn't mean if you eat a hamburger tomorrow that you're going to die. It just means if you always eat meat, and you don't eat a lot of vegetables, you don't eat a lot of grains, you don't eat a lot of seeds, you're going to be sick. A lot of people are so sick, they just think it's normal. I'm not here to bash meat. I'm just saying that the CDC says if you reduce your meat consumption, if you stop smoking, actually, if you just limit your cigarettes, if you do a little bit of moderate exercise... You know, that doesn't mean exercise makes you healthy. It just means like you have to move your body a little bit. If you just do those things, we can reduce heart disease. We can reduce cancer. We can reduce diabetes. We can reduce all of these things. We can actually not only reverse them, we can prevent them in the first place. But because I'm told to do the opposite of what the CDC says, should I then start smoking? Should I then start eating a steak for three meals a day because the CDC said eat less meat. The CDC said smoke less. I mean, the CDC, when they tell you to eat less meat, that doesn't mean they're telling you that because they're working with the World Economic Forum. They're telling you that because based on the most up-to-date science and based on ancient wisdom, consuming animal flesh for the spirit, the soul, and the body can be very detrimental. Does that also mean the CDC doesn't have any connection to the World Economic Forum or the UN? No. I just don't think that recommendation has anything to do with the Great Reset. I don't think the recommendation to stop smoking or limit your smoking has anything to do with wanting to make you sick from COVID-19 just because nicotine blocks the receptors in the brain or attaches to those receptors rather and prevents things like proteins and peptides from snake venom from attaching to those same receptors and causing things like paralysis and causing things like loss of sense. Because again, although snake venom can attach to those receptors in the brain and it can prevent you from breathing properly, kind of like an anaphylactic shock, it can prevent you from tasting. It can cause you to, you know, partially go blind. Your eyesight becomes fuzzy. You, you lose motor function. I mean, yes, those are the, the so-called symptoms in a mild way of COVID-19. They are the, the symptoms of snake venom. They are the symptoms of the, that's true. But as I read you in the last segment, according to the Defense Intelligence Agency, Those are also the symptoms of exposure to UFOs and UAPs. They're also the symptoms of exposure to high frequencies in electromagnetic fields. Gravitational distortions. Does that mean UFOs are also COVID-19? I mean, the body responds to outside foreign things, whether they're electromagnetic fields, 
or it's too much red meat or too much chicken or it's too much you know beer, too many cigarettes, too many drugs. I mean, your, your body reacts in a similar way if you get food poison, if you have Ebola, if you have the flu, you vomit, you have diarrhea. Diarrhea doesn't mean you have Ebola. It doesn't mean you have the flu. It just might mean your body found something, hey, we got to get rid of this now, evacuate it, get it out. You don't sneeze because a virus wants to spread. You sneeze because your body wants to get rid of something that's in it. That's why your nose runs. There's a lot of other reasons, but, you know, these are some of the reasons. So let's go down this list of what this documentary is all about, what it's telling us. Dr. Brian Artis believes COVID-19 is venom poisoning. I am convinced that COVID-19 is not a respiratory virus of any kind. It is actually venom poisoning. And they're using, I believe, synthesized peptides and proteins from venoms of snakes. And they're administering them and targeting them to certain people. He believes COVID-19 is basically venom. Now, I'm not going to laugh at him because I don't think it's a laughing matter. Because what he's saying is kind of based in reality. He's right about a lot of what he said. Some of it, I think, is out of context. And I don't necessarily think Dr. Artis is taking things out of context because based on the reverse speech we played, he actually believes what he's saying. He believes monoclonal antibodies actually work. He also believes monoclonal antibodies are basically akin to antivenom, which he's kind of right, but some context is missing. So the, the things they tell you to avoid, we know they're telling you to avoid because they work. So when I realized that the federal health agencies actually were not supporting monoclonal antibodies, I mean, it's very, in an instant, I realized I was wrong. Right. That the CDC, NIH, and the FDA are bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies for a reason. But think about this. What if they were bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies because they knew people would believe the opposite, so they would go get them, knowing that instead of those monoclonal antibodies working— they didn't actually work to make people sicker. I mean, isn't that a possibility in this wild, wild clown world we live in? So the, the things they tell you to avoid, we know they're telling you to avoid because they work. Okay, well, they don't tell you to avoid hand washing. They don't tell you to avoid, you know, uh, you know uh, quitting smoking. They don't tell you to avoid vegetables. They don't tell you to avoid exercising. They don't tell you to, you know, uh, you know properly... Um, uh, utilize you know basic hygiene should we not do those things now because the cdc says to do them this stuff is really dangerous this this idea is really dangerous i don't know if Stu peters and brian artists are intentionally doing this i don't think that they are even a little bit i just think it's a really poor way to present information by basically taking an oppositional rev- a, a, a viewpoint an oppositional stance to anything mainstream well if they tell us i don't believe it Well, they told you to wash your hands. Well, I'm not washing my hands then. Well, they told you to stop smoking. Well, I'm starting. I didn't even smoke before, but I got a a pack yesterday, and I'm going to start today. It's just kind of dangerous to me. Monoclonal antibodies are venom or anti-venom, says Dr. Artis. Anti-venom. Why are they bashing anti-venom, and why are we finding anti-venom? 
the federal government doesn't want us using anti-venom. So there's the logic. The, the, the monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom. The government doesn't want us using monoclonal antibodies. That means they don't want us using anti-venom. So maybe the virus is venom. That monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom. The federal government doesn't want us using anti-venom. Why are they bashing anti-venom and why are we finding anti-venom works against COVID? Is it not a virus? Is it a venom? Like, this is what I want to know. Like, is COVID a venom? And this is why they don't want you using monoclonal antibodies. Now, see, what happens here is people listen to that and then they think and they start spreading this information. Did you know COVID-19 is actually the venom of a snake? And then people ask, like me, what does that mean? Does that mean they've got like a snake farm where they've got millions and millions of gallons of this stuff they're just dumping into the water supply? I mean, if that were the case, and I spoke to uh, our friend Joseph Lavelle yesterday on the phone about this, and neither of us had watched the documentary when we were speaking earlier in the morning, and I was, we were kind of just playing around with the idea, and I said, I mean, what does this mean, Joseph? Like, there's snake venom in the water like wouldn't that mean people were every time they drank it they would you know everybody should be paralyzed and dead by now you know obviously that's kind of a hyperbolic exaggerated way of looking at it i mean what if it's in a very low dose wouldn't people be sick like by now wouldn't wouldn't everybody be sick if it was in the water everybody's exposed to it on their skin they drink it it's in our food wouldn't we be exposed to it i I don't know i find this a little bit hard to believe. But he also, Dr. Artis says that mRNA technology also relates to the venom. And I think they want to get to that venom inside of you and make you a hybrid of Satan, no longer just belonging to God or a creation of God's. When I say that the mRNA inside of the Pfizer Moderna shots is actually derived from snake venom, yeah, it just sounds crazy, right? It's- it sounds crazy, but you know there is some evidence to support and back up what this guy's saying. I just think it's evidence that's kind of more like a unique angle on something, an angle that hasn't been discussed yet, and there's some evidence to it. Like, for example, the source of COVID-19, according to researchers in 2020, was actually thought to be a snake. According to a study, cross-species transmission of the newly identified coronavirus 2019 NCOV, published January 2020. Our findings suggest that 2019 NCOV has most similar genetic information with bat coronavirus and most similar codon usage bias with snake. Two snakes, two types of snakes containing the B. multisynctus, the mini-branded crate, and the N. atra, the Chinese cobra, were used for RSCU analysis. So they found that snakes were actually very closely related to the genetics of 2019 NCOV. If you didn't know that, you know, that sounds like a pretty powerful piece of proof. Sounds like a pretty powerful piece of evidence. There's another thing that kind of irritates me, though, and although I don't necessarily like the Christian angle of this, I'd rather spend time with a Christian than a communist. You know, you get, you get what I'm saying? I'd rather spend time with a, with a Christian, somebody who has moral values, Obviously, that doesn't mean all Christians have moral values, but the point is, it's first part of what he says here. And I think they want to get to that venom inside of you and make you a hybrid of Satan. 
I get the concept of that. I just think Christians take that way too far, and they use those buzzwords and that rhetoric that's very theological, that's very biblical, and they sound crazy because there's no context or perspective to it. They're basically talking in like riddles and metaphor. And then other people who just hate God for some reason because they don't understand the concept of God, they use that to bash Christians and bash points of view that are contrary to what they believe is science, despite the fact that, well, scientists found that snakes were closely related to SARS-CoV-2. So this is all just, I believe, an unintentional deception. And the fact that this is being allowed to circulate on the internet without being absolutely bashed, and it's allowed to circulate on social media without being absolutely torn apart and destroyed makes me think that although there might be some, let's use this word sparingly, truth to the documentary, certainly I pulled all the files myself, I think it's very misleading and I think people take it to mean something other than what it actually means because of their bias and because of their belief. That's what I think. Now, here's another study. 2019, a decoy receptor approach using nicotine Receptor mimics reveals their potential as novel therapeutics against neurotoxic snake bite. PubMed. Neurotoxic snake venoms contain small neurotoxins, including three finger toxins, which can cause rapid paralysis and snake bite victims by blocking postsynaptic transmission via nicotine acetylcholine receptors, NACHRs. So these NACHRs, are targeted by the snake venom. This causes paralysis. This can also prevent proper breathing. This can also prevent taste and smell and eyesight, so vision, so basically sensory. Let's call it, it's not really deprivation, I guess kind of in a way. It's more like um, sensory interference it can cause. But again, so according to the DIA and DOD, the Pentagon so can contact with UFOs. They can also cause sensory issues, loss of taste, loss of smell, fever. They can also cause trouble breathing. They, I mean, they can cause the same things that SARS-CoV-2 or snake venom cause. That doesn't mean that SARS-CoV-2 is snake venom. Researchers had also believed that nicotine, like if you have a, a smoker, uh, they're actually more protected from SARS-CoV-2 because the nicotine could bind to these receptors and prevent the venom-like substance slash protein-like substance from attaching to them. A 2020 study titled Nicotine Hypothesis for COVID-19 with Preventative and Therapeutic Implications related the following, quote, based on the current scientific literature and on new epidemiological data, which reveal that current smoking status appears to be a protective factor against the infection by SARS-CoV-2, we hypothesize that the nicotine acetylcholine receptor, NACHR, plays a key role in the pathophysiology of COVID-19 infection and might represent a target for the prevention and control of COVID-19 infection. I hope people aren't dumb enough, though, to think, well, because nicotine helps me to protect myself from COVID-19, I will just start smoking. I'll let my kids smoke. Because some people will believe and the idea of do the opposite. And if the CDC says you should stop smoking, it must be because they're trying to kill you, 
with COVID-19. I, I don't know. That sounds like a big stretch to me. A 2021 study, another one. Toxin-like peptides and plasma urine fecal samples from COVID-19 patients found the following. This is very interesting. Toxin-like peptides, almost identical to toxic components of venoms from animals like conotoxins, phospholipases, and phosphodiesterases, zinc metal proteinases, and bradykinins. Believe me, I don't know how to pronounce these words. These are very, very long, complicated uh, scientific medical terminologies, but I'm doing my best here. These were identified in samples from COVID-19 patients, but not in control samples. But then again, how many patients and how many control samples did you have? How big were the sample sizes? There's a lot that goes into a study, and we need that context. In other words, toxin-like peptides, almost identical to toxic components of venoms from animals, have been found in COVID-19 patients. The presence of toxin-like peptides could potentially be connected to SARS-CoV-2 infection. Their presence suggests a possible association between COVID-19 disease and the release in the body of oligopeptides, almost identical to toxic components of venoms from animals. Here's another study in 2020. Researchers published a lengthy multi-year study titled The Indian Cobra Reference Genome and Transcriptome Enables Comprehensive Identification of Venom Toxins. The study looked at snake venom. It says high-quality genome-enabled comprehensive characterization of toxin genes will facilitate development of effective humanized recombinant anti-venom. So they did a study published in 2020 about Indian cobra genomes, the Indian cobra reference genome. And they looked at several different snakes. They looked at hundreds of toxins. And among 139 toxins were a specific number of venom specific toxins, VSTs, that showed venom gland-specific expression. And according to the study, these probably encode the minimal core venom effector proteins. Now, Dr. Brian Artis in the documentary says, in a revelatory way, there were 19 venom-ohm-specific toxins. So among the 139 toxin genes were 19 VSTs that showed venom gland-specific expression. So... Personally, I don't know if this is just a stretch or if there is a connection, but 19 venom-specific toxins and COVID-19. At least that's, that's what uh, Dr. Artis suggests. Now, the study is very interesting because, as we're going to talk about in the final segment tonight, acknowledgments in the study refer to a company called Genentech, which is a member of the Roche Group, the study authors acknowledge that, you know, they basically, anybody who works for Genentech has shares in the Roche Group. And uh, Gilead, with all those connections to Anthony Fauci, which makes remdesivir, actually bought clinical biologics manufacturing from Genentech. And then we're going to get into the details of this in the next segment. The connections to Pfizer and the emergency use authorization of remdesivir and the thinning of blood and the blood clotting of vaccines all related to snake venom all part of this watch the water documentary if you haven't watched it you know give it a watch but 
maybe I'm just feeding into it tonight because I'm talking about it. I'm helping it to go viral. I don't know. I'm trying to provide another perspective on it. I don't know if this is snake venom or snake oil. We're going to try to figure this out for sure in the final segment. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. My intention tonight is not to bash or harshly criticize or angrily dismiss or any of those things. I know that all of you want to figure out whatever the elusive truth is. You know, I don't like to use that word. I don't like to say we're going to expose the lies. We're going to tell you the truth. 
Those are just talking points of the alternative independent media. I don't like to use those talking points because I think it muddies the water. Sometimes I feel like it's a little bit discrediting. It kind of implies that, hey, you know, you're only going to get the truth here. You're not going to get it anywhere else. I mean, sure, you're going to get unique analysis here on the secret teachings because I'm a unique guy. I don't buy the mainstream. I don't buy the alternative. I don't buy the independent. It doesn't mean you're going to get the only truth here because regardless of what I think of this documentary that we're analyzing tonight, this book report, if you will, I still like Stu Peters. I still like the Stu Peters show. I rarely listen to Stu Peters, like maybe once every three months if there's an interview. He interviews a lot of really great people. I mean, I'd have Dr. Brian Artis on the show. You know, I talked to Brian Artis. I'd see what he says. He seems like a very genuine guy. And based on his speech reversals that we ran, it sounds like he believes what he's saying. He believes that, well, I'll just play the clip for you. I am convinced that COVID-19 is not a respiratory virus of any kind. It is actually venom poisoning. And they're using, I believe, synthesized peptides and proteins from venoms of snakes. And they're administering them and targeting them to certain people. So basically, COVID-19 is venom poisoning. And then when you go to the hospital, they give you remdesivir, which was a big part of the documentary. And remdesivir finishes you off. And remdesivir is basically like a more concentrated form of venom. There's a lot of out-of-context, slightly misleading, whether it's intentional or not, statements, some things that are relatively true and some things that are relatively false. Dr. Brian Artis pushes monoclonal antibodies, just like people such as Peter McCulloch have been pushing. Peter McCulloch told Joe Rogan that they are safe and effective. I don't know if that was meant to be a jab, if you will, no pun intended, at the vaccine manufacturers and the mainstream media. But they are safe and effective. I have to give major credit to Joseph Lavelle, who listens to this show. He's a listener of The Secret Teachings up in the great state of Idaho. And he found, he sent me all this information. It's just public, like you can pull this stuff off the internet. That Peter McCulloch took 37 different payments just in 2018, including travel and meals, up to about $40,000 to promote the drug of Regeneron, which is the company that makes most of these monoclonal antibodies. So basically, Regeneron is the company that makes the monoclonal antibodies. Peter McCulloch took a lot of money from Regeneron to promote their drugs Thousands and thousands and thousands of thousands of thousands of dollars. So the alternative doctors and the alternative media and the independent doctors and independent media, everybody's just trying to work to find the truth. Uh, they're getting the same kinds of payouts that Fox News and Newsmax and CNN took from the federal government to push one size fits all, extremely biased vaccine propaganda. On the other side of the aisle, monoclonal antibodies are being pushed. Much stronger now, it seems, than chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine. It's monoclonal antibodies, and that's anti-venom. So you should take it because people that have COVID basically are suffering from venom poisoning, 
And monoclonal antibodies, antivenom, are something that can actually help you. They can save us. So the, the things they tell you to avoid, we know they're telling you to avoid because they work. So when I realized that the federal health agencies actually were not supporting monoclonal antibodies, I mean, it's very, in an instant, I realized I was wrong. Right. That the CDC, NIH, and the FDA are bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies for a reason. They know they work. But they could also be bashing them because they know that you don't believe them, you don't trust them. And sophisticated psychological propaganda would mean that somebody tells you the truth if they know you don't believe them. So then you will create the false narrative, you will create the lie, and they are not responsible for that false reality that you've created. Because they know that you don't believe them, you'll create the lie when they tell you the truth. Rather than them lying and you finding the truth, now they reversed it. That's possible, isn't it? Besides, I don't fully distrust the CDC. The CDC says, wash your hands. The CDC says, get active. The CDC says, eat less meat, eat more vegetables, not because it's going to save the world, but because it might save your life. The CDC says, proper hygiene is important. But that doesn't mean I'm going to put a mask on. That doesn't mean I'm going to get a vaccine. But some things the CDC says are good. Some things the FDA does are good. I mean, we bash these agencies nonstop, but check it out. In most countries on this planet, there isn't even close to a CDC or FDA. There's virtually no regulation. Look at what they do to people in China. Look at hospitals in India. They don't even have air conditioning in some hospitals. Doesn't mean I support doctors and medical manufacturers of drugs and different kinds of machines. It just means that we've got it pretty good here in the States. And just because the CDC and FDA are corrupt doesn't mean that we'd be better off without them necessarily because without them, despite the basically open-door policy with industry, there are still certain things that the CDC and FDA and the NIH do that are good. So believing the opposite is really dangerous. If people know that you believe the opposite, they'll tell you the truth and you'll believe a lie. You see how that works? They tell you the truth, you'll manufacture the lie. So they know that we want the monoclonal antibodies, right? They know we want them, but they don't want you to have them. So they tell you, no, you can't have them. So you'll get them. And Dr. Artis says it's because they know it works. Maybe it's because they don't work. That monoclonal antibodies are anti-venom. The federal government doesn't want us using anti-venom. Why are they bashing anti-venom and why are we finding anti-venom works against COVID? Is it not a virus? Is it a venom? I don't like the music. It's a little bit too poppy Billie Eilish for me. But um, in all seriousness, I think that's an honest question in terms of uh, deducing what this guy's found. But simultaneously, a lot of people are going to hear that and think, oh, that's a good point monoclonal antibodies. It's antivenom. They don't want us having monoclonal antibodies. That means they don't want us having antivenom. That must mean it's a venom. I mean, talk about jumping to conclusions. Dr. Artis also says that mRNA technology is basically related to the snake venom as well. Listen to this. Gods. When I say that the mRNA inside of the Pfizer Moderna shots is actually derived from snake venom, yeah, it just sounds crazy, right? Yeah, it sounds crazy, but he's kind of right about some of it, including this big study published in 
2020, which referred to hundreds of toxins, hundreds of toxin genes, where they found 19 VSTs, venom-specific toxins, so 19, COVID-19, and Dr. Artis believes that this has to do not only with COVID-19, but with, there's a relationship with, of course, you know, the vaccine as well. Now, the amazing thing about these 19 toxins found in cobra venom, and they're specifically sequenced to target specific organs, like the pancreas in a diabetic, like the heart in a heart disease patient, like the liver in a hepatitis patient. Wait, wait, wait. So if I die because I'm... And this is Stu Peters talking now. ...a cancer patient, or if I die from some sort of liver-related function because I've had liver problems, if I die, then it'll be undetectable. It'll be untraceable. They're going to chalk it up. Of course this diabetic died. This is the most original of all bioweapons ever. Snake venom. (laughs) Now, I mean, if this was entirely true, then it would be a pretty original, you know, bioweapon. But here's the thing that concerns me. They're saying that the pancreas, the heart, the liver different parts of the body, different organs targeted by these 19 toxins from snake venom based on this study. Um, This, to me, is a leap of faith because the bottom line is whether snake venom, a vaccine, or just a raw virus is responsible for people dying. The fact is people are not dying at a higher rate with the exception of those people that have been put in nursing homes, people are not dying at a higher rate today than they were last year or the year before. If you look at the overall number of deaths statistically over a year period, over the last couple of years, they're very consistent with what they've been prior to the so-called pandemic, which is why I don't necessarily buy the idea that more and more people are dying now, and it must be because of the vaccine, Sure, people are dying of the vaccine, but that doesn't mean that millions of people are dying from that any more than millions of people are dying from COVID-19. People might have a lot more adverse reactions and their quality of life might deteriorate. But this is that left-right paradigm again. It's either the virus kills you, the vaccine's good, the vaccine can't hurt you, everybody dies of the virus, you're a threat if you don't wear a mask, you're a threat if you don't have 50 booster shots. Or there's the other side, that says the virus isn't really what we've been told. The vaccine definitely isn't what we've been told. If you get a vaccine, you're probably going to die. It's going to kill you. I mean, even on Stu Peter's show, he has, you know, the running uh, little thing at the bottom, the little, uh, you know, text at the bottom that shows you the adverse events. And, you know, it shows you all the... uh, all the deaths of, of, of the vaccines and, you know, things that have been confirmed, et cetera. You know, but again, I think it's a little bit misleading because there aren't hundreds of thousands. There aren't millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people that are dying from SARS-CoV-2. And there aren't millions and millions and millions and millions of people that are dying from the vaccine. Um, according to the Centers for Disease Control, 2020 saw deaths in the United States increase just slightly, just slightly by a few hundred thousand. 
But that's not abnormal. That happens some years, and then it decreases other years. An additional 528,981 deaths in 2020. Now, you'd think, well, the deaths increased. So that must mean it all happened because of COVID. But hold on a second. They told us in the United States recently, we've just reached a million deaths in two plus years. So if the worst part of the pandemic was at the beginning, you'd expect that most of the people that died would have been at the beginning and you wouldn't have more people or at least as many people dying now with vaccines and mitigation as you did at the beginning of the pandemic. So a lot of those deaths aren't actually from the pandemic. It's just the average over a certain period of years based on various factors. More people die, less people die, more people die, less people die. Those additional deaths might be attributed directly to COVID-19, except the CDC estimates that only 10.4% were. The CDC actually looked at those additional deaths and said actually 10% were related to COVID-19. Population increase in the United States also climbed over half a million in 2019 to 2020. So you have to consider that. More people died, but there's also a lot more people alive. In fact, about as many people were born from 2019 to 2020 that died from, you know, this increase in the number of people who died, you know, based on the average. So this isn't really a good marker, whether we're talking about vaccines or we're talking about, you know, a virus or we're talking about snake venom for that matter. But let's look at this, this study about the snake venom. The acknowledgments in the study as Dr. Brian Artis points out in the documentary, refer to a company called Genentech. Genentech is a member of the Roche Group. In 2011, Gilead, which makes remdesivir, which has all these connections to Dr. Fauci, bought a clinical biologics manufacturing facility and certain process development assets from Genentech, according to a company press release. I have it right here. In 2020, Pfizer announced an agreement with Gilead to manufacture remdesivir for treatment of COVID-19. So this is the leading of the theory in the Watch the Water documentary. We have this study conducted on snake venom, finding 19 venom-specific toxins targeting specific organs. And the study refers to a company called Genentech, along with another company, which has a connection because it's a member of the Roche Group. It has a connection to the Roche Group, along with the scientists who did the study. In 2011, the company that makes remdesivir bought clinical biologics manufacturing facility. Uh, I believe Dr. Artis said two, but the press release says one. Maybe he misspoke. And a certain process development assets from Genentech. So the company that manufactures remdesivir today bought biomanufacturing uh, technology and a facility and development assets from Genentech. And then in 2029 years later, Pfizer made an agreement with Gilead to manufacture remdesivir for treatment of COVID-19. And yes, remdesivir is poison, but that doesn't mean it's snake venom. Dr. Brian Artis says remdesivir looks like snake venom as a yellow-white liquid in a glass vial when packaged. True, but a lot of things look like a yellow-white liquid. If I pee in a container, it's going to look like a yellow-white liquid. That doesn't mean that it's snake venom. That's very circumstantial. I mean, that's to me, this is equivalent to like hearsay all right this isn't necessarily a there's a study on the venom that doesn't mean that it has anything to do with remdesivir though that's just the, the link is galid bought clinical biologics manufacturing facility 
and certain process development assets from Genotech, which is the company acknowledged in the Cobra Venom study. That's the connection. It might be bigger than I think. It might be bigger than you think. It might be nothing at all, but that's the connection that's being made. Now, what does Venom do to the body? Venom is going to cause paralysis. Venom is going to cause trouble breathing. Venom is going to cause, you know, eyesight problems, uh, taste, smell. It, like it, it disrupts your senses. It disrupts your nervous system. Obviously, it's, it's toxic. It's poisonous. Your body starts to shut down. Now, the emergency use authorization for remdesivir from the FDA states that patients are to be examined before and during treatment for prothrombin, which is a protein made by the liver that is known as a clotting factor. Clotting. Remember, the vaccines admittedly cause blood clots. What does snake venom do? Snake venom thins the blood. It can't coagulate. The fact sheet for remdesivir states the same and adds that chloroquine phosphate and hydroxychloroquine phosphate have an antagonistic effect, quote, an antagonistic effect on remdesivir. So it's true. Hydroxychloroquine actually prevents remdesivir from working properly. That doesn't mean it stops COVID-19. I mean, if anything, if you're going to take hydroxychloroquine, you should probably be taking it if you are on remdesivir, if you want to counter the effects of remdesivir, where people average, you know, about nine days of life after their dosage and then they die. In fact, my friend Jack, his mother died uh, after nine days on remdesivir. But then again, I told my friend Jack, I said, well, that might just be coincidental. I mean, how many other people have died on the ninth day? Is that an average? Because some people might not have died on the ninth day. Some people might have recovered after remdesivir. That doesn't mean remdesivir helped them to recover. Some people just recover without remdesivir, without vaccines. Some people just don't get sick. There's a lot of reasons, a lot of factors that go into that. So these 19 specific, you know, toxins, 19 specific venoms that supposedly target the, uh, the, 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 the different parts of the body, the liver, the heart, the you know, pancreas. My problem here is once again, just like with the overall number of deaths, more people are dying from vaccines. Well, not necessarily, not really. No more people dying from vaccines than people that are dying from COVID-19. It's just how you categorize things. A lot of people that die of the vaccine might not have died of the vaccine. They might have died of something else, and they call it a vaccine death. I mean, you get in a car wreck after you get your vaccine. Man gets vaccine and dies hour one hour after. How did he die? Car wreck. Well, that has nothing to do with vaccine. Same thing with COVID-19. Man diagnosed with COVID dies an hour after the diagnosis. Wow, that was a rapid onset of COVID-19. How did he die? COVID-19? No, he actually died in a motorcycle crash. You see, you can play the game both ways, and I think that's what they're doing. Because you either take the vaccine and believe the virus makes you sick, or the virus isn't really a big threat. The vaccine's the poison. So if you really want to fight this minor threat, get monoclonal antibodies, which are manufactured by drug companies like Regeneron, which literally is paying some of the doctors that say the vaccine's bad, take monoclonal antibodies like Peter McCulloch who took 40 grand or more from Regeneron to promote those drugs. So I don't trust what Peter McCulloch necessarily has to say. Just because he took money doesn't mean that he's a fraud, but he's taking money from the company manufacturing it. So when he says it's safe and effective, that sounds like a company line, not independent, patriotic, unbiased. Sounds like he's telling you what the company wants you to know. So these companies are going to make money, whether it's monoclonal antibodies, remdesivir, chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine. They pit everybody against each other and they keep going to the bank. So the EUA for remdesivir says you have to watch out for the blood clotting factor. 
Uh, researchers at the University of Arizona in 2021 found that an enzyme in COVID-19 patients uh, does mimic snake venom from rattlesnakes, though, which I thought this was weird in the little documentary. They talk about two kinds of snakes based on this study produced in 2020, cross-species transmission of newly identified coronavirus 2019 NCOV. They mentioned the crate snake and the Chinese cobra but at the University of Arizona, they found an enzyme in COVID-19 patients, patients that mimic snake venom, and the enzyme came from rattlesnakes. So I don't know if it just means any snake venom, because they didn't mention that in the documentary, cobra and crate. But the evidence they use for that is from the University of Arizona, and the evidence is of a rattlesnake. The SPLA2-IIA enzyme, which has similarities to an active enzyme in rattlesnake venom, is found in low concentrations in healthy individuals and has long been known to play a critical role in defense against bacterial infections destroying microbial cell membranes. When the activated enzyme circulates at high levels, this is what the study found, it has the capacity to shred the membranes of vital organs, according to Floyd Chilton, senior author on the paper. Researchers have essentially, quote, identified what may be the key molecular mechanism responsible for COVID-19 mortality and enzyme related to neurotoxins found in rattlesnake venom. So that's not cobra. That's not crate. That's rattlesnake. I don't know if it's the same thing, but that is an important piece of information that's kind of out of context in the documentary. In 2015, researchers suggested that snake venom could also be used as a hemostat, obviously because snake venom thins the blood. Moderna's co-founder also wants to use mRNA technology to treat snake bites. This is the co-founder, though, not the current, you know, president or something. Uh, he's a co-founder of Moderna. He's now advising a company called Orphorex, which is working on a pill to target an enzyme in snake venom to prevent people from dying if they bit by a snake. Researchers have also found elevated D-dimer levels in COVID-19 vaccine patients. If you type that in on the Internet, you find Medscape, which is the article that Dr. Brian Artis showed on the documentary and D-dimer is the degradation product of cross-linked fibrin, and it reflects ongoing activation of hemostatic system. Elevated D-dimer levels reflect ongoing activation of the hemostatic and thrombolytic system, providing clinical utility in the following, helping to prevent snake venom poisoning, literally. Um, I have you know, a big issue with the do-the-opposite thing, because if people know you're going to do the opposite, they're going to tell you the truth. Then you'll just do the opposite of the truth. You'll deceive yourself. I have an issue with the hardcore Christian angle of this documentary. Maybe mild. Maybe not so hardcore. Doesn't mean that it's not, you know, truthful. Uh, monoclonal antibodies being anti-venom, I think that's very misleading. Because anti-venoms are derived, and they have been for hundreds of years, from the hyperimmunization of large animals like horses. They give them the snake venom, and then they harvest the antibody-enriched plasma for treatment. That's what creates the antivenom. I think a lot of people are going to watch this and think, oh, that means monoclonal antibodies is literally antivenom. No, it's just there's a similar way it's derived. They get these antibodies. It's a similar way it's derived. And just because it's kind of white-yellow doesn't mean it's actually venom. And it doesn't mean they're putting large amounts of snake venom into the water supply. That just doesn't seem practical or logical. Um because they'd have to do it all over the world. That seems like it would just be. But then again, they do do it with fluoride, so I don't know. They also talk about, this is the one thing that really got me, Bing Liu. Bing Liu is a professor and a COVID-19 researcher at the University of Pittsburgh. According to a BBC article, May 7th, 2020, colleagues said he was close to making a significant finding 
or making significant findings on his studies of COVID-19, sparking online speculation it was an assassination. Here's part of that news clip. Back in the quest to understand coronavirus after a researcher is shot and killed. 37-year-old Bing Lu was on the verge of making significant findings on COVID-19. And that's when I freaked out. And that's Dr. Artis again after they play that in the documentary. But it said significant findings. It didn't say he was going to reveal that COVID-19 was venom. He was just going to reveal something and then he died in a murder-suicide. Suspicious, but I don't find that that has anything to do with the venom hypothesis, the venom theory. Unless they said in the news report he was about to release something about COVID-19 snake venom, then Dr. Artis should freak out. This is just a 2020 news report that is completely unrelated to the venom theory, but it gives it credit because it scares you into thinking, if I know this, I could be assassinated. This is a David Wilcock level scam, I believe. Now, I'm not sure if they're doing it on purpose, but when you listen to Mike Adams on Brighteon, Stu Peters, who did the interview, the so-called documentary, you listen to Dr. Artis on his own radio show, on Owen Schroyer on InfoWars, they're promoting the same thing, the same ideas. And whether or not they intend to do this, a lot of their arguments are very misleading and out of context. For example, it's supposed to be revelatory that pharmaceutical companies are using snake venom. But pharmaceutical companies have always used snake venom. This is how they, through hyperimmunization and horses, derive the antibodies out of the plasma and blood to develop the antivenom for actual snake bites. So pharmaceutical companies have always used snake venom. The next thing is this big study of snakes and genes and how they relate to COVID-19. That's true, but SARS-CoV-2 also relates to bats, we're told. It also relates to a number of other animals in the study. You can read it for yourself. Cross-species transmission of the newly identified coronavirus 2019 NCOV. The snake genetically is similar, but so is the bat and so are a number of other animals. Human beings share genetics with monkeys, with apes, with pieces of fruit, with mice. That doesn't mean that we're pieces of fruit or mice or monkeys or apes. The next one is the 19 toxic genes from the snake venom. This is a big study published a few years ago, referenced by Dr. Artis. Yes, it is true. These 19 toxic genes, I guess, or sequences were found out of 138 toxic venoms. And I think it's kind of reaching to suggest that because this study acknowledged a company called Genentech, and Genentech is basically owned by the Roche Group, and they have connections to Pfizer through Gilead, which bought some of their research material, that that means that Gilead and Dr. Fauci and Pfizer are manufacturing snake venom. That's very reaching. Plus the idea that these toxins are targeting your heart and your pancreas and your lungs and they're causing you to have failure in these major you know, organs is very misleading because, again, not many more people have died in the last two years than have died at any other point in the last five or six or seven or eight or nine to ten years. Numbers go up, numbers go down, but we also have an aging population. More people die every year on average. And, of course, we have more people added to the population. So whether it's a vaccine, a virus, or it's venom, a lot of people aren't dying like we're being told that they are. People are dying, but what's the root cause? Are they dying because venom is targeting their organs, because a virus is making them sick? Or are they dying like they always have of heart disease, cancer, and things like that? The Lu Bing story is completely unrelated, as I said a moment ago. 
They're using this guy's death to accredit what they're saying. Completely unrelated. He wasn't going to release something about snake venom and COVID-19. He was just going to release something that he found out about COVID-19. That could be anything. Also, inconsistencies in the usage of two types of snakes. In one study, it was found the crate and the Chinese cobra genetics were similar to SARS-CoV-2. However, in the study referenced by Dr. Artis and a clip played in the documentary from the University of Arizona, they actually talk about the rattlesnake, not the cobra, not the crate. So that's inconsistent. Then they're telling us that there's venom in the water. I mean, if there was venom to any detectable level in the water, some synthesized version, people would be having severe issues, severe trouble breathing, severe trouble seeing, severe trouble smelling, severe trouble having any kind of sense whatsoever. The fact that that's not happening and that virtually all cases of COVID-19 are asymptomatic tells you there probably isn't snake venom in the water. Then they're pushing supplements, supplements that are very expensive that you can probably find at most of your local health food stores or supplements of things that you can literally just get in the food that you eat. Nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables, which once again are things that if you don't consume them can lead to disease. Instead, now we're blaming disease on viruses, vaccines, and venom. That's VVV, virus, vaccine, and venom, when in fact it's mostly due to our lifestyles and our environments. And the lacking of a fourth V, vegetables. Plus, pushing everybody toward monoclonal antibodies because they're supposedly anti-venom or even because they're supposedly effective against COVID-19. What happens? We go right back to the pharmaceutical industry. We don't trust vaccines. We don't trust remdesivir. How about some monoclonal antibodies? How about hydroxychloroquine? Because it stops remdesivir. Maybe if you have remdesivir in your body, you should take hydroxychloroquine. It'll inhibit it according to the fact sheet. But that doesn't mean if you have COVID-19, you should take hydroxychloroquine or remdesivir or monoclonal antibodies. It just pushes you back into the arms of the drug companies. And yes, in late Middle English, a virus denotes the venom of a snake, from Latin meaning slimy, liquid, poison. But that doesn't mean that COVID-19 is snake venom. Oh, and the company Roche also has a new COVID test called Cobas. Put an R in there, you have cobras. Talk about a scam. Because they tell you to do the opposite. And what is the opposite? It's an inversion. And what is an inversion? L-I-V-E-E-V-I-L. Life, live, evil. Those that invert are evil. Those that invert are satanic. Therefore, the Christian angle of this documentary might actually be a little bit more satanic than Christian. It might be a great deception. Because ultimately now, where is our attention, our energy, our currency focused? Well, it's on the serpent. All hail Cobra. And then, they also have told us, over the last two years, there are people who don't believe in viruses, and people who don't think viruses make people sick. And now they've been able to encourage those people to believe the new alternative narrative. It must be Venom. So the question is, Is it snake venom or is it snake oil? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for listening tonight. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. Subscribe to our archive to get access to all of our shows like this. You can download the show without outside advertisements. You can stream it, get access to the montages, my digital books. You can listen to the show before it airs, when it's pre-recorded. You get a private RSS feed, all of it on the website. Please check it out. Please subscribe. Please buy one of my books. 
It supports this show. It keeps us on air Monday through Friday. We also have T-shirts. We also have Patreon for behind-the-scenes content. I mean, we do have an affiliate sponsor with Pro and Water Filters, but I don't want you to think we're selling that. We make like 80 bucks a month. I don't want you to think we're selling that because uh, it takes venom out of the water because I don't think that it does. <laughs> but if you want cleaner water, Pro and Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Gable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Watch out for that snake oil. Watch out for that snake venom. It is everywhere. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Yeah.